this, why, it's another episode of Arrow, Chapter, and Verse. And this time, we are talking about Legends of Tomorrow, Season 2, Episode 6, Outlaw Country. So this is the second foray into the Old West for the Legends. And if there's one thing we know about the Old West, it doesn't matter what happens to time, because anytime you go to the Old West, it's okay to shoot people. <laughs> that's, that's what this show teaches us. It's just, there is a bar fight with lead just flying everywhere, Nobody important gets hit, but I'm sure some people do. Uh, It's really incredible to think that you could shoot that number of bullets and not actually hit anybody uh, in the bar, but uh, I am perhaps getting ahead of myself, so let me stop. There is a time pirate. He's looking for Dwarf Star Alloy. While he finds it, a gentleman named Quentin Turnbull shows up and basically says, uh, I'm in charge, and shoots him and takes the Dwarf Star alloy. Now, how he figured out what, if anything, to do with it is, is interesting, because all he has is a little, a little tracking device that lets him find it, but he's figured out he can make bullets from it that, you know, are basically exploding bullets. It's, it's a thing, and because he has this... Um, uh, material he basically takes over all of the southwestern united states whatever everything west of the rockies and that's what they have to go stop so they go back in time and who should they find but jonah hex who's about to be hung now jonah hex is jonah hex is a confederate soldier right he's an ex-confederate soldier turned bounty hunter and that always is kind of like really you made him a confederate okay fine I'll just lean into this anti-hero thing, I guess. Uh, he, you know, is nice to Jax, which is great. There's no tension there. You think there might be, but there's not. Um, and, you know, he's a bounty hunter, and in the comics he goes to the future and he comes back. And I think he's, he's in the comics, like, killed when he's a very old man, like some sort of Jesse James something or something like that. Uh, anyway... Yeah, why do I know this, you might ask? Well, did I wiki it? No, but uh, once when a very young Seth moved out to California, he persuaded his parents to buy him a DC Who's Who comic, and it was the J uh, issue. So yeah, old Jonah Hex was, I did it again, sorry. Uh, Jonah Hex was in there, and I, I, I learned about Jonah Hex, who's got a weird scar on his face. Um, he also, uh, he showed up briefly in, uh, Crisis, basically, uh, at, uh, a Lazarus pit where all he did was get punched out. It was really quick, and it was sort of like, I, I guess this is more or less a little, little in-joke. But anyway, they save, uh, they save Jonah Hex, uh, from getting hung. Uh, he tells them a little bit about Quentin Turnbull, they develop a plan, they go into town, um... You really don't need to know much about it, except the plan doesn't really go to, uh, you know, plan doesn't uh, come off, because uh, Mick Rory is supposed to pick a fight with Turnbull, they end up liking each other and swapping, you know, outlaw stories and and drinking. Um, Jax, uh, Nate, and Ray infiltrate Turnbull's offices, claiming that they're tax collectors, which is... Weird, because I don't think there was an income tax in 1874. Uh, I remember, I think there there might have been briefly one during the Civil War. I don't know how long it lasted after that, but I think by 1874, it's, uh, it's not there. I also am not sure whether Colorado was a state at that point. They're in Colorado. Oh, should mention, Quentin Turnbull 
played by none other than Jeff Fahey, uh, who was also a bad guy in the Western Silverado, which is a fun watch. Uh, so you might want to check that out at some point. Uh, anyway, so uh, they figure out that he's stockpiling ore. They go to see what kind of ore it is. They infiltrate his mining camp easily because Jeff Fahey hired a bunch of uh, dummies to work for him. So, you know... And, uh, of course, since Ray is there, he figures out that it is uh, Dwarf Star. Now, it's always referred to as Dwarf Star Alloy, uh, which it can't be if it's an ore, um, I believe. I, I don't believe there are naturally occurring alloys. I believe you actually have to take the metals and blend them together in order to get one of those. So, who knows what's up? Um, but they, they figure out what's going on. They all come back to town uh, now that Jonah Hex has gone into the bar and started a fight, and everybody there is on Jeff Fahey's side or Quentin Turnbull's side. So this is a big bar fight where there are a lot of bullets. Uh, at one point, Mick has two repeating rifles uh, and is trying to fire both of them, and as far as I can tell, is hitting absolutely no one, um, which I guess is good. Kills fewer people, saves the timeline. Uh, and we find out, this is where we find out that Jeff Fahey has made bullets out of Dwarfstar Ally because he uh, shoots at Mick but Nate runs in front of him and turns into steel, but it doesn't work because the Dwarf Star Alley is very dense and it penetrates his steel skin and they take him back to the ship and he's okay. It's yet another example of the the wound in the torso. This time it's completely unfatal. He's had two of those in it seems like as many episodes. So, you know, I guess that's that's what Nate's doing. He's the guy who gets wounded in the torso and then they have to go fix him. Um, apparently the serum also cured his, um, oh boy. Yep. Okay. All right. It's gone now. But, uh, the fact that he, um, his hemophilia, it cured his hemophilia. Okay. Uh, so then there's another plan to stop Turnbull. Um, they're aware that Turnbull's having a meeting. So Sarah disguised takes Hex to go meet with him. Um, who uh, Mick and Vixen are sent to blow up the mine to make it harder to get at the ore. Uh, we find out that he has uh, that Turnbull has loaded a train full of ore that's going to close an important pass so the U.S. Army can't get in. So that's how he takes over uh, everything west of the Rockies. And uh, Ray, Nate, and Jax go to stop it. Really, it's just Nate. Um, Nate turns into steel and steps in front of the train and ends up being enough of a drag on the train that it stops. Now, Jax at one point says, but, you know, you got hit by a bullet and this train is full of Dwarf Star material, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's not the same sort of hit, right? The bullet is small and is putting all of its force onto one point and with a train you know there's nothing like unless he gets caught by the cow catcher there's nothing really to penetrate his skin uh although i think according to the laws of physics he just should have been knocked uh very far in one direction or another but he's not he puts his hands out he puts his feet down and eventually he uh he stops the train and he's really excited about that um Earlier, they had him doing some uh, library work, and he was 
He thought that being a superhero meant that he would never have to work in a library again. So uh, it makes me wonder why he became a, a, an historian, because uh, if I were a superhero and an historian, I would probably enjoy both of those things. Uh, I, I, I think I'd be happy to do research and happy to go out and uh, punch bad guys. I don't know. Um, so yeah, he stops the train, uh, which means that Ray now has a huge source of Dwarf Star material, uh, for him to work on a new suit with. He says he, he's got enough Dwarf Star material to power 20 suits. Uh, so I think Nate jokes about everybody getting one. Um, I, I, I wondered how they were going to do that. It's also weird to me that they found a large load of this ore because, when Ray was working with it in Star City, it seemed like it was it was pretty rare, but I guess there's a huge chunk of it out in Colorado. Uh, if anybody in the DC Universe is listening to this and wants to go get some, or the Arrowverse, I should say, and wants to go get some Dwarf Star alloy. Now, you might notice I haven't mentioned Martin Stein, and that's because he's having his own plot, uh, which only takes up a couple of scenes, and the plot is he is remembering a woman who he's never remembered before. And uh, Jax comes in and says, well, maybe when you met yourself back in 1987, you changed things. Uh, Martin thinks the same thing, even though he met himself in the 70s and that didn't change anything. Um, well, it almost changed anything. It almost changed his marriage, but it ended up not. Uh, but this time he's having memories of a woman and he thinks he loves her. So there's a little concern about what's happening with Clarissa. And again, it's it's weird because in 19, 1987, Clarissa was there. There was this whole speech about how important Clarissa was. So it's odd that somehow another woman has shown up in Martin Stein's memories and is um, uh, this important to him. So we end the episode. Uh, essentially, uh, Sarah comes in and says, our friends need us back in 2016. Uh, and this is going to be, this is the episode before the big crossover stuff that they're going to do with Flash, the Arrow, and Legends um, in their respective seasons um, in back in 2016, I guess. It's the Invasion plotline, which I know because all of the episodes for all of those series that I mentioned are titled Invasion. Uh, Invasion was a big crossover. Uh, it was after Crisis on Infinite Earths. It involved a bunch of aliens called the Dominators, I believe, trying to take over Earth. Uh, there was an alien gene bomb, which took away some people's powers, altered some other people's powers, gave more people powers. That's what happens in these big crossover events is every that uh, everybody's powers go haywire and powers get handed out and powers get taken away and all this kind of stuff. Um, I still have a couple of episodes of The Flash and Green Arrow and Supergirl to get through before I'm ready to start the Flash and Green Arrow invasion episodes. I think it's probably safe to say at this point um, that Supergirl is definitely on another Earth because uh, she was in. She it is a CW show at this point, but she was not included in Invasion. She is in Crisis on Infinite Earth, so at some point they they get that together. Uh, I'm not sure whether in 2017 and 2018 she might be included in that year's uh, crossover festivities. Sure, festivities. Uh, but I'm sure I'll find out when I get there. And anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and keep plowing through my stories. And uh, we're at the end of another episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. So, as always, uh, I'm glad you were here. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having a good day, and I'll see you next time.